Or an arc. <laughs> or an arc. <laughs> Good afternoon, everybody. And thank you all for turning out on a not a very supportive day, but never mind. Never mind. It's wonderful, isn't it? Thank you for joining us for our healing hour today. Thank you, too, for those people watching at home, wherever you are in the world. Um, as you know, with these healing hours, they are a time of coming together all in the name, the essence, and the energy regarding healing. So we have one of our very own healing team today to give us a little talk, the lovely Ian. Ian, thank you so much for agreeing. Thank you. Oh, hand up my back, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, here, it worked. <laughs> so thank you. So if we can commence by just stilling our minds just for this short time, finding that space within, that link with the divine thread that works through all things. And as we gently, gently relax ourselves, allowing ourselves just to slow down for this time, we send out that petition for help, for healing. At this time, we look across this beautiful plane of existence. Each and everywhere we look, we see conflict, and turmoil. We ask for healing for those who can make those changes, for those who through their acts and their words can bring about improvement and rectification for this beautiful plane of existence in which we live. And too, as we look across this wonderful world, we see so many of the world's total population lacking the things that we may even just take for granted. The access to medicines, the access to water, the access to food, the access to education. And we ask for healing energies to surround them too. And again for the people who make the decisions who have that ability to bring about great change. And as we look further around this world, we see the wonderful natural kingdom, the flora, the fauna, magnificent animals, all the way down through the depths of the ocean, through insect life, we see this beautiful planet, a living ecosystem, each and every part dependent on the others, none greater, none lesser. And we ask for balance to be restored, that all life consider all life. And we ask for that through the art of healing. And then we look to, for our friends and our families, and ourselves. And we ask for that healing to be delivered, however or wherever it may be needed, just to bring that comfort, that relief, 
for our own act of compassion. And then we turn our energies into this day, this gathering, this time together. And we know that through voice, through action, through practice of our spiritual gifts, that healing will be given and received, again on whichever level is needed. So now in and through that uniting energy, we join as one now to be here, to be present in this moment, and to understand that healing mediumship is the greatest mediumship of all, one given freely, exercised freely, just out of love. Amen. So, I would now like to hand over to Ian to talk with us today. So, Ian, sir. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. And good afternoon to all those online. Um, as Lawrence has just said, I'm one of the healing team uh, members of this wonderful church. And um, prior to today, I was at home with my wife and I said, what am I going to talk about? You know, we're here for this healing hour and everybody who's here is, has come for, you know, for healing. I'm not an evidential uh, medium, so I'm not going to give you any messages about a dog running around on your feet or anti-flow coming through or anything like that, because that's not what I do. I, I purely have the, um, the guidance and the, I was going to say the power, but the power that, from the energy to help people through healing. So how did it all start for me? Because um, I met Sue 10 years ago. And knew nothing about spiritualism and yet my mother was a wonderful medium and uh, but not attached to a church and I was uh, Sue said to me would you like to come to church with me so I'm thinking I, I grew up as a Church of England uh, member of the Church of England so I'm thinking we're going to a Church of England church and we ended up going to this church in, in funny enough in Christchurch and she we sat at the back and she said um, if the medium comes to you, she said, speak clearly and loudly. And I said, if the medium comes to me, I'm out that door. Because I was terrified of the thought of somebody giving me a message on what was going to happen. And I sat there and I was just blown away by the medium who suddenly started talking to this particular person and his voice changed. and. And then he, he went to somebody else, and, 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 he, and it was just mind-blowing. And that was the hook. And um, at the time, uh, we were living on the Isle of Wight. And uh, we all come through crossroads in our lives, don't we, where we never know quite what to do when we get to those crossroads. Do we turn left? Do we turn right? Do we go straight on? Do we swivel around and go back the way we came? And <clears throat> it was a bit Groundhog Day for me, so I didn't really... I was, in, I was enjoying the work I was doing, but I wasn't enjoying the work I was doing, if that doesn't sound crazy, but it was the same old, same old, every day. So we went to see a medium, a private medium, and the first thing she said to me was, do you know you're a healer? So I said, what are you on about? I don't, you know, I had a clue what she was meant. So um, we then visited a church on the island, 
and one of the mediums was going around doing his bit and he goes, can I come to you, sir? And it was me. Oh, he said, you're a, you're a healer, aren't you? So I'm thinking, crikey, this is, I've been told twice now. So I pursued it. And if someone had said to me 10, 15 years ago, you'd be standing on a, a platform in, in Pool Church talking about healing, I'd have said, on your bike, mate, off it, because you're talking absolute <laughs> rubbish. I won't, and yet here I am. So how did I get from there to here? Um, it, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by so many healers in this room already, and people I, I, I'm you know, very happy to be part of this church with. And we, we sit in a circle on a Monday night, and we talk prior to helping the people that come through the, through the doors. And we all have our own little different ways of working. And yet, we're all working with one universal energy. And um, I remember <coughs> many years ago, growing up in Liverpool, there was a, um, uh, the Bishop of Liverpool was a guy called David Shepherd. And he was, he was the Bishop of Liverpool in the 80s when Mrs. Thatcher was in power. And his arch co-cathedral um, uh, opponent, if that's the word, from the Catholic Church, was Derek, the Archbishop Derek Warlock. And the two of them used to walk arm in arm with each other around Liverpool. And uh, they became very, very good friends, even though their religions were not polar opposites, but on different pathways. And they were, together, they were actually wonderful healers. And I, I remember a, a, a radio interview with him. And somebody said, you know, you've been a fantastic cricketer all your life. Why didn't you follow the, you know, the going down the presenting and speaking about cricket as a, you know, a, a pundit on the radio or whatever. And he said, I had a calling. And he said the calling was to the ministry. And he started off as a minister and ended up a bishop and became Bishop of Liverpool. And I feel as if, you know, I've had a calling to, to do healing. And <clears throat> I've spoken to a number of members in, in this church and they've all said the same. What drags us here? And it's wanting to help people, wanting to be of some assistance. Now, people walk through the door, we don't know what their ailments are. Um, and I don't, and I know most of us in the room, don't say that we can make the lame walk and make the deaf hear or make the blind see. But we can certainly help these people on their path through life, even if we're not the be end and all of, of making them walk again or hear again or see again. So the, the, the evidential uh, or the evidence of, of the healing that I find when, um, when I've given healing to people is when they thank me and when they say a couple of days later, do you know last time I came here I had a terrible headache and you know I walked out of here without without an absolute you know 2020 vision my headache had gone it was wonderful and I that to me is a reassurance that I know that the healing works because the majority of us don't actually ask the, the 
patient, the client, or whatever you want to call the person that's come in for healing, what their issues are. But guess what? You know, the healing goes to where it needs to go. And, you know, we're just conduits. We are just the channel to pass the energy through. Some of us have a stronger energy than others, and, and some of us have different energies which don't necessarily be in a strength form but uh, it can just work in different ways for different people and um, I've had some instances where um, I've, I've, I've given somebody healing and then two or three days later the ladies rang me up and said well rang my wife up and said guess what Ian gave healing and and he's so much better and he's he's more focused I haven't actually cured him I haven't helped or we haven't you know the, the spirits haven't cured him but they've put him in a mindset that's helped him move forward with his life and and that's a form of healing so it's not all about hands-on and you know making people feel better and walking out the door with a, with a straight back because they've come in with a back pain <clears throat> and I also say to people as well when this last two years where we've had COVID, I've done quite a lot of healing from home. And I've had people, you know, the other side of the country, or, uh, and, uh, and I've said like, go into a quiet room, sit down, relax, and, I, and I'll focus on work on you, and you can focus on me. Now I'll ring you back in 20 minutes, half an hour. And the amount of times people have turned around and said, God, you know, how does this work? So I said, well, have you got a telephone? And they go, yeah. I said, right, if I want to make a phone call to you, there's no lead coming out the bottom of the telephone, is there? So there's a radio wave from that telephone that goes thousands of miles up into the sky to a satellite and bounces back down again. And it, you receive the call. You turn the radio on and you're listening to Ken Bruce on Radio 2 and he's playing the music from London but you can hear it in your car and you can hear it in your house and it's just it's just radio waves so that's exactly how I perceived that the absent healing or the distant healing is is transmitted to people <coughs> there's a number of members here who know that my my ex-wife is um, is struggling with cancer at the moment and <coughs> We've, we've been sending her love and, and healing. And <clears throat> when I rang her and I said, um, just put yourself in a nice comfortable place, sit down, relax, and, uh, and I'll ring you back, you know, in half an hour. And I rang her back and I said, uh, by the way, I said, are you lying on your bed in your bedroom? She said, I am actually. I said, oh, good. And I said, you're lying on the, the right-hand side that's close to the window, aren't you? Yes, she said, how do you know that? I said, I don't know, I don't know it, but I'm just getting a vision that that's where you are. Because I've never been to her house, why would I? And sure enough, she got off the bed and her pains and her aches and everything subsided. Now, we're not here to cure it. We know we can't cure those things necessarily, but giving the help and just the reassurance is a form of healing. And the fact that I could describe what was going on in her bedroom or where she was in her bedroom 
actually spooked her a bit because she said, well, how could you know that? And I said, well, I don't know how I could know that, but I, I've just relayed the, that to you as a message. And it was interesting, um, and she, she now, you know, on a Monday night, we sit around and members of the team here all send healing to her, and yeah, she's going through the process of, of, of recovery, hopefully. Um, I just want to ask anybody, do there's anybody have any questions about healing that that they don't already know about or don't really have a, a, a sort of specifics about what we do? Because at the end of the day, we are all different the way we heal. We are all uh, individuals, but we work with guides. We work with different people. And the people that we work with have passed over and, you know, I won't be working with a dustman or a window cleaner, but I'll be working with an oncologist or an orthodontic surgeon or different people who can help me because um, the people that know Brian Walker, who is a trans healer, uh, you know, he's, he's said to us that, you know, you've got four or five people working with you because when that person comes to the door and wants some healing, you don't know what they need, but the people with you can step forward who can give that healing specifically to that person. And it's interesting, isn't it, that, you know, this happens. And it's only, you know, weeks later or days later or whenever it is, months later, that someone comes up to you and said, do you know what, when you gave me healing or when the healing was given to us, you know, I couldn't do this and now I can do that. And that's a, a real sort of reassurance for me that I know it works. People have asked me, you know, how, do I get any colours? Do I get any messages? Well, we're not supposed to give messages because we're not doctors, you know. But at the same instance, um, I, I can be sitting there with my hands on somebody's shoulders and I could be thinking about the football match at the weekend or going down the pub later with my mates and I've got no um, uh, way of feeling that there's something happening. And then there's other times when I've got colours flashing across my eyes and I've got my arms as if I'm playing the piano on somebody's shoulders. My fingers aren't moving, but I just feel as if I'm playing you know, a piano. And I feel tingling in my arms. And yet I'm still probably giving the same kind of healing to that person as the person that I'm thinking about the football about or having a beer with my mates, because that's just the way it works. And I've had too much evidence to know that when I don't get the feelings of the fingers moving or the colour across my eyes, I know it's still working. And I've had that feedback, which always helps. So, and I can see people nodding because they've all got the same, the same messages that, that comes through to them. And sometimes you think, gosh, is it working? Is it working? And, and, and I just know it is. So. Um, if anybody has any questions, I'm quite happy to answer them. It's not so much a question, it's just um, having experience, having had healing here and other places. It's kind of for me, um, and, and I've got cancer, so I do all kinds of other stuff to help me keep uh, in a good way, which is equilibrium, which is balance, whether that's spiritual, emotional, physical. You know, if those three are, are a little bit more, please tell me, but if they're not in balance, then that's a way of describing dis-ease or disease in somebody and I just found that it's always, I see it as, a, as an assistance towards balance, towards health 
say about we can't cure the cancer or we can't do that. Pretty much in the universe, we could do anything we wanted to, given given the strength of the vibration. That's how I feel. No, I, th but, I think you're right. But the the healing is medicine in a, in a way. It's spiritual medicine mm -hmm. that helps you find the space to heal within. That's how I describe well, it to myself. I, I've I've come to this healing sanctuary on many occasions, and some of the healers have turned around and said to me. Do you know what? I actually need some healing tonight, and you know we as healers give each other some healing. And actually, when I give healing, uh, and I, throw, you know, I love giving healing now. It's as if it's, it's just God-given right to me that I must be. I've you know got to go down and give some healing. I know that I get some healing when I'm healing somebody else because it's the energies are coming through me. So guess what? Some of it's going to rub off on me, isn't it? And you know. I remember Mark Stone standing up here a few months ago talking about healers and, and he turned around and said that, do you know, there's a lot of healers out there that need healing as well, who aren't fit and healthy people. And I think as healers, we've got to be of a, f a certain level of, of healthiness to be giving healing ourselves because if we're not well, how can we be helping somebody else who's not well? And I think that's a very valid point that, uh, you know, there has to be um, an element of, of us being sort of fairly fit and strong people to, to carry on through this, uh, this, this healing journey. So, oh, please. Uh, yeah, I think it does. I, I, when I first started, my enthusiasm was like a, an overflowing cup. Um, I just couldn't, you know, guess what I can do, I can help people and all this. Whereas now, I'm a little bit more um, subdued about it, and, and when, when I'm giving healing, I, I'm focused and everything, but I think my energies did change from the very first time when I started that, that pathway. Because when I, I, I did the SNU training, which is a two-year course, and I find it very difficult to understand how people could potentially do this two-year course now because it's a very much a tick-box exercise. And, and I think that really and truthfully, there should be other ways of, of encouraging people to come along and do healing. Uh, and we certainly do that here at this church. And the, the, the healers that I was working with or were helping me on my, my path uh, they said, oh, you know, you can, you can start healing. So I said, well, when, when can I start healing? Well, you've been told you can heal. You can heal now. But the rules and regulations and the codes of conduct and the rights and wrongs need to be taught to you. And you also need to attune and learn how to attune and all this. Which, in all fairness, is what, what I did take on board. But in the very early days, um, my mother was very ill in a nursing home and we Sue and I went to visit her and I'd been given a message from a medium and he stood there and he went oh, I've got um, I've got this person who can't talk and my mother had had a stroke and she was totally unable to unable to speak and we went to visit her and Sue said to me she said give your mum some healing and she was on the bed she'd been given medicine and she was out for the count so we sat there and had a cup of tea and I thought, well, we'll go and come back and visit her tomorrow because she was on the mainland. And uh, 
we were staying over. So I gave her some healing and we went and the following day came back. When we came back the next day, she's sitting up in bed. And as I walked through the door, out came this garble, jibba jibba bob jabba jibba jibba, look like this, because that's all she could say. She thought she was saying hello to me or whatever. And I said, hi, mum, lovely to see you. So anyhow, the, the, um, the carer said, I'll leave your mum with you. I said, yeah, that's great. And Sue said to me, give, you, give your mum some healing while she's awake now. And my mum was profoundly deaf. She was 91 years old and she had no glasses on because she'd had her cataracts done. And she followed me around the bed and she had no deaf aids in. And I went to her, mum, I've been told to give you some healing. And without a word of a lie, as I stand here, she said, who by? As succinct as that. And she hadn't spoken a word in 12 months, except for a body and all that garbled stuff that they come out with with people who have had strokes. And Sue went, oh my goodness, you know, your mum spoke. And, and, and then I said, and I held her hands and I said, mum, I've been going to a spiritist church and I've been told to give you healing. And I won't repeat the next word that she said, <laughs> because it was, but she went, oh my goodness, all words to that effect. <laughs> I, well, you know, I've been a spirit, you know, I've been a medium all my life. And, she, and then she went, blibbidi-bobbidi, back into her and as we got in the car and went home, Sue said to me, if you wanted evidence, you just got it tonight. And I have never looked back from that day. And they were the very early days of my, my path of healing. So I know uh, I've had the evidence, and you know, even from my own mother. And you know, bless her, she's passed away now. And those three years that she was in the nursing home, she didn't want to be there. And she did her damnedest to tell us that she didn't want to be there, but she couldn't speak but she needed 24 hour care. And when she passed <clears throat> in the December, the January, I went to the church on my own and I got a message from the platform and it had gone to eight o'clock and they normally finished at eight in the evening. And she turned around and they turned around and said, uh, I've got time for a quick one. And she went, Ian, can I come to you at the back? I've got a lady here. She wants to thank you for the last three years. She never said who it was, but I knew who it was. And I just thought, wow, you know. And it's only when you get those messages yourself, it makes you realize that, guess what? It's working, and, 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 it, and it is, and it does. So, thank you for the question. Oh, gosh, yeah. more questions now. <laughs> Sorry about this, it was only supposed to be 10 minutes, but we're doing all right, carry on, Ted. I'm not a healer. You are? Yes, you are. Well, you say that, but I haven't done any coursing. You don't need to do courses. No, I've got a list of five people who I know are ill. And I sit still for about 10 minutes a day to try and send, send, mess yeah, send the healing to them. Yeah. Am I wasting my time? Not at all. Not at all. In fact, if anything, that just enhances what we're talking about. Because we are, or everybody's a healer. The problem is the people who aren't, who who don't realise they're healers, are healers, and and that's the key to to the. Because I didn't know I was a healer, and and the evidence I've had that I've helped people proves to me that I can I can help through through the energies that come through me. Because all you are, 
is a, is a, is a conduit, a channel to be used. And clearly the spirit world want to use you, Ted, to pass that, that, that sort of energy to those five people. They don't know. I they don't need to know. They I've don't need to know. Them. Sorry? I've never told them. You, you, you don't need to, don't need to Ted. The act of giving. It, it's the love that you're sending out to them and the healing. And it, w it will work and it will help them. And as I said, it may not, you know, these people may be of a similar age to you, they may be younger than you, and whatever their illnesses are, you, you're not necessarily going to cure the illness, but you might put them at a lot more ease and a lot more peace than what they're at at the moment. And that's another form of healing. It's not about physically jumping out of a wheelchair and walking, because that doesn't happen, you know. But, but, you know, you could be giving a lot of help without realising it. Yeah. I'll just try. No, you must do it. Don't, don't stop doing what you're doing because it, it, it will be working and it will be helping. Sorry. Have you found that um, when you're channeling a lot more and you channel a lot more energy because obviously then going into your aura that you suddenly attract other people and animals and anything else to you you wouldn't expect and likewise that aura kind of repelled other people. People you thought were, were friends, suddenly other people kind of disappear out of life because your, your energy when you're healing doesn't resonate with them as well. So you, you'd be sitting there and suddenly a cat come by, or someone who comes talk to you, you don't realise they've been attracted by your energy for, for that healing. I, I've personally never experienced that, no. but I'm, I, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Um, there are times when you, I mean, I, I've been here with Lawrence and I've brought friends over from the island and there was a chap, his wife was ill and she's, she's recovering and she came here specifically for, for healing. But actually, her husband was the one who needed the healing more than she did because he was like a springed coil. And I remember Lawrence coming up to him and just put his hand on his shoulder. Do you remember Lawrence? And, 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 and he was unaware that Lawrence was actually giving him some healing. Uh, and we were just sitting chatting like we're doing now, but he had his hand on his shoulder. And, and, and I could see that what was taking place. So you, you do pick up vibes that you, you're helping somebody. Or, and an animal will come up to you if it needs, you know. Uh, it, it, animals are very, very perceptive about illnesses and things. How often do you see dogs who will come up to people and they'll, they'll cuddle up to them because they know that there's, there's something wrong and, you're, and they're there to protect them? Same thing, it, it, it's, it, it's uh, yeah. But likewise, they can also sense it from you as well. Of course they do, they sense it as well. Take yeah. it from you. Yeah, yeah. I always cite, those of you who remember Charlie, my cat, mm. Charlie turned up on the windowsill one day with this abscess the size of a balloon. And there was no reason, well, there's no, what we would do in an earthly term as a logical reason. But when you look at it, he's got all these houses along the road. We're up on the first floor. We're not on the ground floor, we're on the first floor. So he's hopped up on the fence, hopped over on the roof, climbed over on the roof, jumped up on the windowsill, and got basically gone, well, I'm here, and I know you're going to help me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, animals are. And I, sorry to take over. No, not at all, that's fine sat in a pub and this dog came over 
and I was working unconsciously working on the dog. Oh, I said, have you got a bad hip fella? And the woman who, mummy of the dog, went, how do you know that? I said, he was just told me. And she said, well, I suppose you're a dog whisperer. And I went, yeah, in a way I am. <laughs> she said, well, he's got a really bad hip. And I said, no, I know. And he's telling me he's got a really bad hip. There's nothing there. You know, you can come in on a little doggy crutch. <laughs> but if you attune yourself, you know, we, if we drift over into evidential mediums, we see some working at one standard and think that's fine, and then we see the ones who've really gone that extra mile, that extra distance to finally attune themselves, and they come out with amazing stuff. So it's, it's all about your own development as well, no matter what your mediumship is. If you're a healing medium, evidential medium, philosophical medium, uh, whatever your mediumship is, just keep attuning yourself, attuning yourself, asking for more. You know, and the people and the animals and the places and the situations uh, that will resonate and work well with your healing will come into your life. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is, it's, it's about just connecting and, and attuning, as, as Lawrence quite rightly says, so. Well, if there's no other questions, I'll thank you very much. I've gone well over the 10 minutes that you allocated. I have noticed. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it won't happen again, <laughs> officer. Oh, it will. <laughs> thank you very much for your time, ladies and Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much, Ian. It, you know, we are really, really centred on healing at this church. And it's all these different avenues. Um, it matters not that there's a load of healers in there. Everything that you've said has resonated with people both here and online and encouraged to carry on with their healing journey. So thank you, Ian. We're going to do a short meditation before we hand over to our wonderful team of healers here at Paul Church. So if you get yourself nice and comfy, just take in that breath. Let it exhale. Just open up your senses, your energy, your heart, your soul, your spirit. And during this time of meditation, I would like to invite you, please, if you wish to put somebody's name forward for healing, please just raise your hand. And when I point at you, just call out that name. That's all you need to do. We don't need to know the condition, the location. We just need that name vibration to work with. So as we gently just go into this time, just allow that love to flow because love is healing.
divine and infinite spirit, God of our own understanding, we thank you for this time, this space, this energy, to be here to celebrate that knowledge that life is continual and that the two worlds should never be separated, that the path of everything is the two worlds can walk as one, so we do not experience that loss, that grief, that suffering, but we allow ourselves to blend with those of our ancestors, our loved ones, our animal kingdom, to channel through and support and progress life here in the physical. Amen. Before we hand over to our healing team, just a few notices. Tomorrow, Brian Walker is with us all day. His appointments now are fully booked. However, in the evening, he will be giving a talk on his journey as a trance healer. And there will be questions and answers and a demonstration of that during the course of the evening. Uh, that starts at 7 o'clock and there is a fee payable on the door of £8. Friday, just a reminder for those who have booked <coughs> a session with Fiona Parry-Dodd, just a reminder is this Friday, she is with us. Saturday, we see the start of Darren Turner's six-part course on psychism. Uh, Please to say that is now fully subscribed, so we commence this Saturday. Sunday morning at 11am, we welcome David Powell, CSNU, who will be taking our divine service. Next Wednesday at 3pm, we have Carla Hain and a guest coming with her to take <coughs> a divine service here at 3pm. A bit further afield, Saturday the 9th of April, we have a dance... No, we don't have a dance demonstration. We have a trance demonstration. <laughs> we have a trance demonstration. Well, we can dance a trance, can't we? There you go. With Mark Stone. Uh, that's on Saturday, April, uh, Saturday the 9th of April at 7 o'clock. And again, a fee payable on the door of £8. Saturday the 16th of April, 12 o'clock for 1 o'clock sit down, we have a psychic ploughman's. And we welcome from the world of the internet mediums, Deb Clark and Sarah Warman, who will be here in person to demonstrate, alongside our very own Andy Ford. Tickets are on sale now, so if you see me or any other volunteers within the church, we will sort you out with a ticket. Online, we have meditations Saturday morning at 9 o'clock and Monday evening at 7 o'clock. Sometimes these need to be pre-recorded because my duties are calling me into the church, but they are always on. This Saturday night, we link up with Adam Osborne from the British Spiritist Association, and he's going to be talking with us about the spiritist approach to healing. So it would be quite nice to compare notes and see how it's done in other followings. So that concludes the notices. All you wonderful people at home, I'll be turning the camera off shortly because we are now going to hand over to our healing team to work their magic. So thank you everybody, it's been beautiful and I loved that healing meditation. I think we might be doing a little bit more of that. I think that was beautiful. Thank you. Everybody at home, wonderful day, thank you.